Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Guy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy with you as usual, and alongside me, the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he loves to make a fantastic challah bread French toast. Coach Mike Jones. And we're jumping right into the fray of things today because our guest has a limited availability, so I want to bring him on right away. We are very, very excited to bring you today former Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Ring of Honor World Six-Man Champion. He's wrestled all over the map. Shane Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be with us. Of course, brother. Thank you for having me. Truly appreciate it. Our pleasure for sure. And since today is your first time with us, I want to lead you off with the traditional first-timer question. What led to you getting into this business of professional wrestling? Um, I'm someone who is combative by nature. Um, where I grew up, you have to see the world a little differently. You have to adapt faster. You have to be mindful of more things. Uh, you have to be a little sharper. You have to be a little crisper uh, because uh, your very life could be on the line at any point in time, right? So I remember going to Richfield Coliseum with my dad, and back then the WWF, as they were known then, uh, would come through and do their tours and uh, my dad would go to the local gym around there and lift with all these guys. So I got to see him lifting with, you know, the ultimate warrior and the road warriors and all these guys. And then we would go to the show and I would watch these guys, you know, perform perform superhuman things and, and just entertain the hell out of these crowds. And I remember one match in particular, it was Texas tornado, Carrie Von Eric against the warlord. Uh, by no means, by today's standards, would that be a five-star anything, right? It was just, it, it. I don't even remember what the match, you know, how it went down. But I do remember it going to a double countout and the place going absolutely bonkers. And they're throwing hot dogs and popcorn and drinks, and it's just, it, it, it's a madhouse. And I look at my dad because I was getting ready to throw something, and he looked down and said, you know, don't even try it, right? Um but then it, it clicked to me. Like, I asked him, do they know these people? Like, how do they? He's like, no. And so it clicked for me right then. If I can make a living and get paid pissing off a whole bunch of people, and that's how I make a living, then, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, as I got older, just started becoming more of a fan, started studying, you know, everything from – Lucha Libre to um, the catch style of the UK to uh, the strong style of, of Japan, 
the hybrid style we have here in the States, um, and really just sort of um, just found a passion for it. And then once Ron Simmons beat Vader, that was my first look at somebody like myself, an Arab from an American male, being and leading a company, uh, being someone that wasn't stereotyped, wasn't a caricature of black culture, was just someone who was showcased as a hardworking person who was able to overcome a very big obstacle and succeed and achieve their goal. Once I saw that, I knew, okay, um, this is possible. And then ever since then, you know, this is what my focus has been. And then once I left college, uh, I found some trainers in Cleveland where I lived uh, by the name of Ray Rowe and J-Rock. Ray Rowe, who is now uh, Eric on uh, Viking Raiders on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, And then the rest is sort of history, uh, as they say. You mentioned Ray Rowe and being from Cleveland. The Cleveland area in the last several years has produced a lot of people that have hit that national stage. You have yourself, Ray Rowe, Johnny Gargano, Greg Iron is from there. There's a lot of great talent out of the Cleveland area. What do you think it is about Cleveland that in the last 10 years or so has produced so much top-level talent. Uh, let, let's also not forget people like The Miz and Dolph Ziggler, you know. Um, Absolutely. Both of, them are from, both of them are from Cleveland as well. Um, guys like Matt Cross, guys like Michael Tarver and um, from, ne- from Nexus, all, all that. Um, I don't know, man. It, it might be a, co- a combination of the water and like Erie, it might be a combination of the cold and just and wanting to get to get out of that. Um, um, there's there's a special connection that people have who are from Cleveland, right? Um, that is, is unlike any other city on the planet because you know what you go through when you live um, when when you live there and you know what the Sports history has been like. You know what the culture is like. You know that these are blue-collar, hard-working, good people who are just trying to do, you know, who, who are just trying to live their lives. And especially when you're from the east side and you see what that's like, um, it, it again, like I said, you're in an environment that has that forces you to be sharper, that forces you to be crisper, that, that forces you to think more um, and be very tactical. And once uh, you have that sort of um, ingrained in you, everything you attack in life, sort of you look at with that perspective and, and through that lens. And once you start doing that, you're able to become very successful uh, because you think in ways other people don't. Um, so if there had to be a common trait that I think we all share. It's that understanding that we're, we're from a city that forces you to be the, the best version of yourself if you want to succeed, and here we are. Today you are coming to us during a time where the landscape of wrestling has really shifted in the last couple of months. Obviously, as most of our listeners will know, Ring of Honor took 
a hiatus over the first quarter of 2022 to reevaluate things. Everyone was released from their contract with Ring of Honor. A lot of mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor talent started popping up on Impact where they were acknowledging the championships and presenting Ring of Honor matches. And then just a couple of days ago, Tony Khan announced that he has purchased that company as someone that was with the company at the end of 2021. What do you think of the landscape of what has been happening with Ring of Honor? Um, Ring of Honor has been one of the most influential companies, if not the most influential in the last 20 years. Almost every top star from every company around the world has Ring of Honor ties. Um, so that that just goes to show you the impact that they've had. Um, as of right now, my understanding of the situation is that once Ring, Ring of Honor released all its talent, there's no... Um, there's, there's nobody that's under contract there. Um, they kept some of the titles. The other ones got put, um, I believe, were put on the shelf um, or, or, or however they wanted to explain it. Uh, and, and so I think whatever was purchased was um, just probably like the rights and, and – and libraries and intellectual properties and all of the stuff, you know, that they're going to use for for DVDs and 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 you know all 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 the stuff that they need um, to to sort of re, to re to 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 reassure themselves that they've got all the videos and and and, and matches and all the stuff from the stars that they have, right? So. I, I don't think what comes with that is any of the talent. I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess that's to be determined. Um, but however Ring of Honor looks going forward, um, the, the, re- the wrestling business as a whole is better with Ring of Honor in, in it um, because of the because of the history that they have. So um, best of luck to everyone going forward who's a part of it, uh, and, I, and I hope good things for them. And like you said, Ring of Honor has been one of the most influential companies, and sometimes a lot of fans, especially younger ones, forget when Ring of Honor started its life as a company, it was due to the fact that ECW had gone out of business and the video company RF Video needed content in order to sell their videotapes and thus they started up Ring of Honor. Obviously it's come a very long way in the last 19 years since that happened. During your time with the company what do you think have been some of the bigger milestones that they hit that continue to evolve the company to the point that Tony Khan wanted to purchase it? I mean, you can go down on, down the list of all of the talent and all of the stars who've helped shape the sport 
the last 20 years. You know what I mean? That alone, uh, that video library, the content alone is going to be worth millions. You know what I mean? Um, the ability for them to have the show with New Japan at Madison Square Garden is, is a huge thing. Um, I believe they, had, they, they reached uh, a milestone number of episodes just recently. I, I want to say it was like, uh, was it like a thousand episodes of TV or, if I, or, or, or something like that? But it was a huge number um, that was just so incredible to see. Um, or was it like a thousand show or some or something like that? Um, but regardless, um, everything that they bought, you know, and and, and you got to think about it like this too, right? It's like okay, you've got Danielson's entire run, you've got the Young Bucks run the first time, you've got their main, you got you've got their second run, you've got all the Samoa Joe stuff, you've got Nigel stuff, you've got. Danielson stuff, you've got Kazarian stuff, you've got low-key stuff, you've got Homicide, you've got Tyler Black before he became Seth Rollins, you have all of these things, right? And you've got to think, though, too, if other companies who other people work for want all of the video packaging and all that stuff from those stars, right, your AJ Styles your or whoever, they're going to have to come see you now. Right, so not only are you going to make the money back on with with your guys, but then anybody else who wants in is going to have to pay you. Right, so um, the the Ring of Honor being the platform for so many people to have a career in this and take care of their families is going to be, you know, what their legacy is and the ability to go from nobody to household names is is definitely something that's inspirational for sure. Now looking just at the landscape of our industry in the last year or so, uh, you have Impact Wrestling that is owned by Anthem Entertainment. Anthem tried to purchase Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcasting around a year ago. Of course, we know what happened this week. You have WWE making multiple billion-dollar deals in the last year. AEW has resumed national touring and is one of the highest-rated shows on cable television. Ring of Honor possibly coming back in some form or fashion going forward. Do you think that at this point in time there has ever been a better opportunity to make a full-time living in wrestling with the amount of national companies that we're seeing and the amount of success that they're having in the last year? I mean, it's, it's possible. We're in a very good time. Um, I think the ability to make a living in professional wrestling has always been there. Uh, now, the ability to do it on TV is a, is, is a different thing. But what people have to remember is no matter how many companies there are, there's still only so many spots, right? So um, I, I think what this allows AEW to do, especially while working with Ring of Honor, is it gives them a place to send their contracted guys that don't get a lot of TV time because of the roster that they have. They have an incredible amount of talent. 
Um, there's only so much time on on TV, and that that that's just how it works, right? So now you have the ability to send people who aren't getting a lot of TV time a place for them uh, to continue to develop, uh, try out new storylines, try out new character stuff, um, see what they're like with some of the top talent. If, if you decide to send some talent to you know there, um, you know because I I'm, I'm sure if if you have a AEW produced ROH show, of course you would bring out Danielson, you'd bring out the Bucks, you'd bring out Cole. You know what I mean? You'd, you, you'd use a lot of these guys to help that launch. Um, so, you know, it, I'm, I'm sure uh, it'll help a lot of the roster who's, who's just still trying to break through. Um, and it's going to be good for those young talents and uh, it's going to be a nice place for people to uh, be able to sort of hone their craft. One of the things that professional wrestling can do is bring entertainment to people that don't often get entertainment. One of the core groups this has pertained to for many decades is our military. Professional wrestling does a lot of uh, tours overseas, touring military bases. WWE, of course, puts on a tribute to the troops annually. You see a lot of wrestling on military installations such as National Guard bases. I've seen a few Mm -hmm. shows being held on old naval ships in the last couple of years. Do you Mm -hmm. personally get the chance to do many military-based shows? I don't. Uh, my father was a 20-year first-class drill sergeant in the Army, so I'm, I'm familiar with being on military bases, and um, it, it's part of who I am. Um, I do not get the chance to do as many of, of those shows as I would love to, um, mostly because a, a lot of the companies that deal with them would, would be like a WWE, and I haven't stepped through those doors yet. You know what I mean? So, um but I'd be very interested in, in doing those shows because um, there is such a big part of me, you know, and my and my family that has served, and you know, um, any way to just say thank you and, and, and kind of show my gratitude for that, for for what they do, um, knowing the trials and tribulations that they go through. Um, especially, you know, my minority soldiers for sure. Um, that's that's something that I would always love to be a part of, to be able to just say, hey, um, you know, we, we see you and, and we appreciate you. Well, thank you to your father for his service. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, another thing that a lot of wrestlers in the last few years have, have been doing as sort of a side business. I know Mickey James has done this and Nick Aldis, a few other wrestlers, is coming up with supplements. And supplements have been something that wrestlers have been experimenting with and trying to perfect for years and years now to aid in their workouts, aid in recovery from injuries, so forth, so on. In your day-to-day, do you implement a lot of supplements into what you do or is it something that 
you don't use as much as some of the other wrestlers? Um, I don't use them that much. I mean, like you'll have your protein powders and all of that stuff. Um, I I I do try to add ingredients that your your body needs. You know, um, so I'll I I supplement a little bit. Probably I I should probably do it more if I if I'm being honest. Um, but I haven't really delved too much into it. Uh, but you know, if that if that again is another stream of income for people. Um, and they are crushing it, you know, the way they should, you know, that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it, it's something that we're always going to need. You know, this you're going to always want to figure out ways to get bigger, stronger, faster, or get leaner, get, you know, get uh, and, and improve things about your body and improve things about your game that allows you to have longevity in the sport, you know. So um, kudos to all of them. Well, at this time, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, is standing by, and I know Coach has questions as well, so I'm going to pass things over to him for a bit. Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast here live in Puyallup, Washington. Hey, how you doing, brother? What's going on, man? How you been? I've been great, man. It's an honor to have you on today on our 1690th uh, edition, especially with such short notice. Thank you. Of course, anytime. Also, what a blessing to have worked with you uh, with my Real School Army when we had yourself, Bob Evans, Tim Hughes, myself as Team Ring of Honor with our manager, nice man, Hank Miller. The only thing was missing was our mentor, Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun time, and I've actually gotten to work with, uh, with Mr. Sullivan down here in Texas a few times, so. Uh, I'll definitely tell him that you said what's up, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, that was an absolutely fun time. Uh, looking forward to coming back to the Washington area here shortly. Um, and and we'll definitely be able, be able to catch up. It was an awesome time. Nothing like getting paid and, you know, punching people in the face. That's what I do. Exactly, especially we kicked ass and took names that uh, weekend against Ron Van Hessen and Shinshuku Madness. On top of that, to have you, Brutal Bob, and Tim do a seminar as Team Ring of Honor, what a, what a blessing. Yeah, you know, our our job, you know, whether it's wrestling or anything else, is to be able to take the knowledge and experience that you've gained and, and, and pass it along to whoever else, you know, is willing to receive it and can apply it. And that's really what it is, man. You know, it, it's... It's it's taking the things that I've seen in my career, stories that I've heard, things that I've been a part of or lessons learned from other people and watching them and just trying to help people not make those same mistakes or um, just change their perspective a little bit that might help them create some sort of idea or something that could launch their career, you know. So um, a- anytime I'm able to be a part of that or – or do these seminars or help in any way, then, you know, um, then, then I definitely like doing that because um, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to take care of each other. 
Definitely. And another thing that's impressive is your rise in domination in wrestling since we worked together. My goodness. Good job, brother. Oh, thank you, man. It's just, uh, you know, uh, one of the quotes that I love so much is by Adam Pierce, and he says, people always see a grinder, you know, and that's that's what I've been my whole career. You know, I've never been the flashiest. I've never been the prettiest. I've never been the most uh, aesthetically pleasing, you know, performer, but uh, I go out there, I give people what they paid for, and I put on one hell of a show. And I leave them with the feeling that they saw one hell of a fight when when when, when they see me. So, um, as long as I continue to do that, uh, you know, me, my guys, Ron Hunt, O'Shea Edwards, Moses Khan, all of STP. As long as we continue to do what we do, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and another thing that I'll never forget is you talking about haters at the seminar because there's so many haters. I want to say right now, you earned you earned and deserved everything you've you've got. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, and that's and and when I talk about it, it it it's a little different than when most people do, when most people do it because a lot of the culture surrounding it is like you promote how much stuff you have and then watch the envy and, and jealousy, but that also breeds a lot of problems, right? Uh, what I'm talking about is, you know, standing up for the things that I believe in, things that I think are important, the way I see the world, my goals and values, and applying that to this sport in which a lot of people who, who control things in this sport don't necessarily agree. Um, and what we fight for is, you know, that e- that equality not only in the ring but out of it um and and being proud of who we are being proud to not be caricatures of our culture being proud to be presented in a way that has more depth of character more intelligence more uh, more appeal than just highlighting the you know 0.01% of our culture that you know music and and TV and movies like to portray and so when you do something like that and you stand on that platform, you're going to get people who are going to hear what you're saying and try to demean it, try to minimize it, try to uh, paint you as being the bad guy. When if you listen to what we're saying, nothing that we're saying should be controversial, right? Nothing that we're saying should be a problem. It should be something that is universally felt by everyone, especially when it comes to themselves and the people who look like them and the children that look like them, that watch them, um, is not something that should be an argument, you know. So um, for those haters and and people who want to do those things, yeah, they they make no difference to me because we're going to continue being us. We're going to continue to lead by example. and we and we know what we're what we're fi- what we're fighting for, and that we're fi- that we're fighting for a righteous cause. So, um, the haters mean absolutely nothing to me because they're always going to be there. And as long as I'm doing my job, then they'll have a reason to do theirs. Amen. Another thing I'd like to say: Shane Taylor Promotions is awesome, man. And I'd love to see a movie about your journey. 
<laughs> we always <laughs> the funny thing is uh me and my boys always sit and talk and we're like and they and they tell me like man your life is a movie and it's like uh is it though they're like no it is like it 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 would be fun to see uh what kind of movie it, it could be uh and 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 let and and who 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 would play me you know what 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 the rises are what what the falls are you know and trying to still add you know the best possible ending to that movie that that I can you know hopefully that's me being able to finally cross that last goal off my list and that's lead a company and become world champion um that's that's going to be something that you know I feel as though would be the perfect the perfect ending for the movie is, is, is to finally be able to see it um, to, to, to get to the top of that mountain. So we, we will see more scenes are still being written. Nice. And I vote to have you play yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I could do that, you know, but when you look at, uh, I feel like there'd be some dope actors there who'd be, Trying to think right right now, who who could play me? Mm. I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to think about that and 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 call you again. But hey, this would be dope. Um, you know, maybe maybe we can get Idris Elba. You know what I mean? To to oh, play yeah. me if they if they don't let him play James Bond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe we can get Evan Ginsberg to be the producer of the Wrestler. Oh, could be, could be, yeah, could be. That'd Another be thing that I, I was blessed to have and be able to do is every time I work with somebody, I like to get a promos with them in the NGW green room. And I was looking on YouTube, I couldn't see them, but I did find them. They're on my Facebook page, on my videos, and my Real School Army uh, album. If anybody would like to check those out, uh, myself and the Team Ring of Honor. That was a great day. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, promos are the name of the game, man. A lot, a lot of people. It, it, it's funny um, because I have a stutter now, as I'm sure you've heard. But uh, when I'm wrestling, I, I it goes away, right? So anytime I'm cutting pro promos or doing in ring work, it goes away. And so many people for so long didn't think I could talk because I just wasn't given the op- the opportunity to. And then once I was, they were like, "Oh, you've gotten so much better." I was like, "Ah, no, I I, I could have always been doing this. <laughs> okay. This was the best part of my game. You know what I mean? Uh, I just wasn't able to showcase that for you. Uh, but now that I have, and as soon as I have, now things start to click more, and and, and we're seeing more success because I'm able to uh, ex- explain to people exactly who it is that I am, what what we are as a group, who people are individually able to tell the stories the way that I need to tell them. Um, and and it, it, it's just so much more fun now uh, because now that people know this is they, – they, they expect it and they're looking forward to it. Uh, and, and it just makes things it, – it's just such a blast when you're able to uh, tell, tell stories the way that you want them to be told. Definitely. 
Hey, and I'd also love to read your story. Uh, has anyone re- uh, reached out to you about writing your story, or are you currently writing your own story yet? Um, no, no, no one's re- reached out about writing it. it. It's something that I've thought about, and it's something that I'm sure, you know, as as I continue to go on, I'll probably jot stuff down here and there and, and really just uh, start start taking a lot of, uh, moments that I've had, uh, those emotions, those highs and lows that we talked about, put those down and, and, and see what we can do with that uh, because it is one hell of a story and it's, it's, it's a hell of a ride. Um, and if people are interested in it, then, you know, we'll see. All right. Yeah, I'm currently writing my own book about myself and my mother, and I've hired a a book coach and publishing coach, Patrick Snow, and he's on patricksnow.com. So if you ever think about it, I'd definitely uh, suggest checking him out. Oh, for sure. And then also we have a question from a fan that wrote in. Sometimes these questions are off the wall, but let's, let's give it a shot. He says, who's the only person who ever sold to Terry Taylor? Do you know? You said who who was the only person to have to have sold to Terry Taylor? Yeah, that's what Kurt Ferris wanted to know. Sold as in sold their company? No, sold as in wrestling, I would imagine, in the ring. Oh, sold for Terry Taylor. Yes, yes, sorry. Mm. Mm. For this to be a question, that it would have to be a, a notable person, I'm assuming. One that yeah, you probably wouldn't it, think would. Yeah, uh, mm. like I said, these are off-the-wall questions. I think Sign Guy had a, uh, a guess. Ter- Terry Taylor. Who was around Terry Taylor's time? Mm-hmm. Did you um, maybe Hogan? Oh, yeah. May, maybe Hogan? Probably, yes. What was your guess, Sign Guy? Colonel Sanders. <laughs> See uh, what I mean? Is an off-the-wall answer. Okay. Right. All right. Back to reality here. All right. I got some wait, wait, of my wait. standard. Do we have yes. the answer to the question? I, get, I don't know if there really is one. <laughs> I was wondering if oh. you knew. I I figured you probably didn't off the top of your head. We didn't. We we didn't no, study I, him after, after, after we got the question. Oh. Yeah, I mean that that is an obscure question for sure. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now I got some of my standard questions. I know we're we're watching the time here, but uh, a lot of these questions have more than one answer. You're welcome to a- answer with more than one answer. Who were some of your heroes growing up, as in, in ordinary life, sports, or wrestling? Um, the o- the only hero that I've had in my life is, is my dad. You know, he's 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 Superman to me, I've seen him go through everything. You know, I've seen him at his highs. I've seen him at his lows. Um, and his ability to continue to push himself through everything and make sure that his kids were always taken care of regardless of whatever he was going through or whatever he was being put through uh, has always stuck out, out to me. His work ethic has always stuck out to me. Um, so he, he's the only hero that, that, that I have. But 
I do um, have a lot of respect for guys like Ron Simmons, uh, guys like Bobo Brazil, Bad News Brown, guys who have helped pave the way for men like myself in this sport. Um, you, you look at other athletes too, you know, your Muhammad Ali's, um, your Tommy Smith's and, and John Carlos's people who sacrifice, you know, their time, their money, their um, careers to take a stand on the things that they believe in um, and, and, and help motivate and fuel and educate not, not only their peers but generations uh, after them. Um, and, and, and what is so incredible about that is understanding that they understood in the moment what it was going to be and the fight that they were going to have to have and the ability to look that in the face, welcome that challenge, welcome those obstacles, welcome that, um, those trials, uh, is something very unique about them and, and, and something that I admire truly um, because that's not something that a lot of people want to face, you know, um, and and doing it for a cause that you know is bigger than yourself, knowing that you're going to be hated, knowing that people are, are going to say and do and, and think whatever they want about you, but ultimately be proven right in just about every single time, you know, um, those are the people that I get inspired by and that I'm motivated by um, because I want, at the end of the day, I want my name to be in the same category, in the same discussion as, as great people like, like that who've helped change not only their sports but help change the culture, help, help change society, help change the way we think, help change the way we act, the, the, per, the perception of... Um, everything surrounding us. And, and to me, when you're able to do that, um, you've created a legacy that will far live on after you do. Um, and, that, and that's the goal, man, is, is, to be able, is to be able to be, you know, seen in that light and, 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 and become somebody who's able to be on that platform and on that stage. Definitely. So what were some of your uh, most memorable matches, whether you watched them or been involved in? Uh, obviously, Ron Simmons beating Vader is, is one that, that's huge for me. Uh, yeah. One that sticks out in, in my mind is, is Michaels and Undertaker, the first one. Uh, possibly the greatest match in the history of wrestling, you know. Uh, you've got Steamboat and Flair, a lot of people like that one. Um, if we're talking for my own personal career, um, any match that I've had with Ray Rowe is just is, is one of my favorites. The, the physicality that it brings, it, it forces you to up your game. Um, my matches with the Briscoes, especially Jay Briscoe at Final Battle, um, the very first time I, I saw Ring of Honor, it was a tag match featuring the Briscoes. And fast forward to standing across from two-time world champion Jay Briscoe, arguably the biggest star that Ring of Honor produced, you know, um, to be able to stand 
across the ring from somebody like that who's seen every talent come and go, and for him to say, yeah, Shane Taylor's the real deal, that, that meant a lot to me. You know what I mean? And and, and to hear yeah, that mm-hmm. from Mark Briscoe as well, you know, to, to, to hear them talk about STP the way they do with the respect and the reverence that they have for us lets me know, okay, we're, we're doing something right, you know. Um, obviously, uh, being able to win the Ring of Honor World TV title, one of only three black males in the 20-year history of the company to do so, that meant a lot. Uh, but what meant a little more is to be able to win the six-man tag team titles with Connor Moses. Right, we became the first all all black team to be able to win those, and not only do that, but go on one of the most impressive runs in the history of those titles. Um, and being able to help them just take those first few steps on creating their legacy uh, is, is is something that I'm forever going to be grateful for. Um, the ability to be able to go out with them and, and watch them improve in ring, on the mic, see their confidence grow every single day. Uh, it, it, it's like being a big brother, you know what I mean? So um, that probably is, is the most important title, my most important title win, and probably the match that I'm going to think about the most Um just because it's bigger than just me, you know, and, and so you're able to help not only yourself but help your brothers and set them on a path to be successful, and that's what it's all about. Yes, very cool. And then also, who are some of your toughest opponents? I mean, you would have to say, you know, again, we got Ray Rowe, Jay Briscoe, Jeff Cobb, uh, my matches with Brody King were fun um, because, again, a- anybody who's able to bring that level of energy and physicality is fun for me. That that gets me excited. Um, I'm, again, I'm a combative and violent person by nature, so I that's I enjoy being in my element. Um, There's a lot, man. There's, there's, there's a lot of talent there. Um, sharing the ring with Keith um, was always fun. You've got uh, Kenny King, who I, I've said over and over is probably the most underrated wrestler of the last 20 years. Um, he's able to do everything, has every tool you know, and is still going strong. So, um, shouts out to him. Uh, and yeah, there's there's others, man, but we'd be here all day if that was the case. Okay, yeah, and and you know, man, we're so grateful to have you on, and I I really think we're gonna need to get you on again. Uh, I don't know what you think about it, but I think maybe we should still go with one of those dates in June if if you don't mind. I'm sure Sign Guy would love to have you back. I know we're running out of Absolutely. time here, but we got a couple more questions here. Sign guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee to drink. I don't really drink coffee. Um, if I if I do, it's probably just black coffee. Like there's no 
real special brand or place. Just, just, just bare bones. I'm, I'm a simple man. It's just some black coffee, and we're good to go. All right, and hey, what do you got coming up, brother? Uh, this Sunday, March sixth, I'll be at VIP Wrestling in Dallas, Texas. Uh, defending my VIP World Championship against JTG in a 30-minute Ironman match. That's immediately next. Um, and then there's some more stuff that I have to do in March, but then we're all gearing up for Mania Week, you know. Um, and we, we've got For the Culture announced. Uh, GCW presents For the Culture. It'll be myself and O'Shea Edwards against the artists formerly known as Hit Row, a.k.a. the Hit Makers with uh, AJ Francis, uh, aka Top Dollar, um, and Tehudi, along with B Fab. Uh, so that's a match that has got you know the entire world buzzing right now because uh, that was sort of the dream faction match, you know, that people were talking about. Uh, then they got released, and now we're able to make that a reality. So that's going to be. Next, as well as, you know, continuing to uh, work with VIP many a week and GCWA as well. Uh, and just got, you know, a lot, a lot of really cool stuff, some international stuff here planned too. So uh, just continuing to grind um, and, and, and see what happens. And how do people get a hold of you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor if, if you want to be uh, – if you want to get caught up on all the stuff that me and the guys at STP are doing, that's how you would do it. Um, also, if, if anybody's in the merch buying mood, all the links to the merchandise stores are there as well. We've got hats, jackets, uh, all the way down to baby onesies if you want it. You know what I mean? We've got everything you need. So uh, we appreciate – all the love and the support, um, and it's been an incredible 14-year career so far, and we are looking forward to even more, uh, and everybody just has my utmost love and appreciation. Sweet. And then uh, I guess I want to wish you all the luck in the world, brother, and I'm hoping for you to go all the way to the moon with your career and back to Sign Guy, brother. All right, thanks, Coach. Well, Shane Taylor, I know you needed to get going today, so I will just ask if there's anything at all you want to say to the listeners, plug or promote anything else. Floor is yours. Uh, yeah, uh, the the social media is like we were just saying, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor. All the merchandising links will be in those bios. Um and, you know, if, as long as you go to follow, if any show that I'm on is near you, come out, say what's up, um, and I'll, I'll be glad to sit down and talk with everybody as much as I can. You know, this is a sport where uh, I like being able to connect with the people who follow me and the people who follow the movement of STP uh, because we are for the people, we are for the culture. Um, and again, I, I just I, I truly appreciate everybody who's continued to who's shown us love and and, and support and who continue to still do so. Um, it's absolutely it's absolutely appreciated. So thank you.
Our pleasure for sure to have you on here. Best of luck as you continue on with a fantastic career, and I hope that our cross paths again, like sometime in the near future. Always a pleasure to see you. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you. All right, fans, if you get the chance to see Shane Taylor, be it on your television screen, be it at your local arena, definitely take the time to do that. He's a fantastic talent. Absolutely incredible at what he does. One of Ring of Honor's very best over the last few years. Well, Coach, I have some notes here. If people are looking for some professional wrestling in the next few days, you want to hear where you can find some professional wrestling, Coach? Yes, I do. Here we go. If you're looking for professional wrestling tonight, You can find it at WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. That is at 1151 South Kentucky Avenue, the only address I know when I'm not completely out. You can also find FGW in Hamilton, Ohio, HGW in St. Paul, Minnesota, PPW in Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena, Rocky Mountain Pro in Denver, Colorado tonight, tomorrow night. Primitive Pro Wrestling in Bedford, Indiana, MCPW in Omaha, Nebraska, PWE in Alton, Illinois, NLS in Berwyn, Illinois, PPW, which is Power Pit Pro in Roseburg, Oregon, featuring our own JB Moonshine, BTW in Wayne, West Virginia, Gouge having the Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble, which I almost won last year. So definitely get out there for Gouge. That's a huge, huge show for them. UCW in Saginaw, Michigan. RWC in Lumberton, North Carolina. AIWF hosting their 30th anniversary show in Mount Airy, North Carolina. FFW in Panama City Beach, Florida. DCW in Salt Lake City, Utah. RCW in South Bend, Indiana, ESW in Niagara Falls, New York, and MCW in Galena, Maryland. So, coach, some huge shows in the next couple of days coming up here. Yes, definitely. I can't wait to see some of those online. Well, coach, I got to ask you, who's your pick to win this year's Big Slam Memorial Redneck Rumble? I'm not sure who's in it. That hurts me in my left kidney. I was hoping for a coach's pick, but I'm going to throw out a pick here. I think the winner might be the Caribbean Tiger. I think he might do it this year and go on to challenge Seymour Snot for the Gouge Heavyweight Championship. Well, if you give me a half dozen names, I can pick one. Well, okay. Caribbean Tiger, Victor Andrews, Jimmy Jack Funk Jr., Otto Schwanz, No Direction, and Bobby Wolfert. So I'm going with the Caribbean Tiger. All right. Two picks for the Caribbean Tiger. Hopefully he wins it tomorrow. That is if it... uh... Seymour Snot going to be in there? Seymour Snot defends against the winner. Oh, okay, cool. 
because I would have picked him for sure. Which he I was still in it last year. Neither one of us won it. Last year it was won by uh, the big Kahula. Okay. Yeah, and today was a big day. Uh, we had uh, former real school armies feel good on the Bookham Friday. That was nice that you uh, promoted him. And also, uh, I can be reached at Coach Mike Jones at Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room. And I'm looking forward to the next sign of the times. That should be up in the next couple of days. What did you think of episode 520, Coach? Oh, it was great, everyone. I love everyone. What was your favorite part of episode 520? All the snaps, of course. Oh, okay. Especially... um, the book I got for QT out of a little free library. Yeah. And then, of course, we got our pamphlet. And then uh, Casey Carlisle's been to the hot nurse's uh, school. That's always nice. Absolutely. And then oh. who do we got coming up? Well, coming up on... Sunday, Coach, we have, speaking of WCWO with the Outlaw Arena located at 1151 South Kentucky Avenue and Primitive Pro Wrestling in Bedford, Indiana, we have Shorty P. Knuckles. Shorty P. will be here on Sunday. He punched me in my face on Christmas Day inside the confines of a steel cage. Who does that to a man? Goodness, I know. I might have to go down there next Christmas. They have the annual all-cage show. It's cage Coach. Yeah, and then, of course, we had to postpone J.D. Burns and Skyler Burns' show. They're getting ready for their bare-knuckle fight uh, at Tampa, Florida next uh, on next Saturday at March 12th at the Tampa, Tampa Bay Fairgrounds. JD Wait a second, Coach. 100... You said a bare-knuckle fight, correct? It is. Are they going to fight a naked Shorty P. Knuckles? No. Are you sure, Coach? Because that's something I'm not sure I want to see. They're fighting I've seen Shorty P. Knuckles. Never bear because he's got all that hair, Coach. But that's something I don't know if children should watch. Yeah, that's true. And then Skylar Burns is making her de- uh, bare knuckle fighting debut next on the twelfth, and then on the the day before that on the eleventh we got Stephen New. Get even with Stephen, if you will. Exactly. And then on March thirteenth we got Caden Cassidy of Hills for Hire. March eighteenth, Buck Sexton. March 20th, the King of Connecticut, Matthew Granahan. March 25th, the Cool Hills with Richard Sincere and Eric Wright. March 27th, we've got Nikki Six of the Suicide Kings. And I think we might have Matt Farmer or Chris Dale Skull might call in that day. And who do we got for April? Let me grab my book, Coach. Heading to the book right now while Coach whistles a show tune really quickly. (laughs) 
And I have the book. Okay. So for April, 1st of April, celebrating his birthday with us, we have Blue Collar Wrestling, behind-the-scenes job extraordinaire Tim Simmons. On the 3rd of April, we have the maestro, formerly of WCW. The 8th, we have Bill Anderson. The 10th, we have Leatherface. 13th, we have Demetra Star, the winged she-cat. 17th, Jenny Santana. The 22nd, Prince Adonis. The 24th, Mustang Mike. The 29th, Brad Bad. Nice. I'm looking forward to all those. And we've even got most of May fourth be with us Star Wars month. Absolutely. Yeah, now, we have all but one date filled in May. We're so, so very close to having the whole month of May all wrapped up nice and neat. But we will will plug May as soon as we get that nice and neat because I don't want to jinx a thing. Okay. And we're still, we've been waiting for years to get Jim Powers on. (laughs) We're still hoping any time now. Yes. We even got a shortly from him before, probably a couple times. <laughs> it, it It's so close and then so far away. Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping to get Shane Taylor back on in June. I hope you don't, you probably don't mind, right? I don't mind. Shane Taylor always welcome here. All right. And then another thing I'm proud of to be part of Turnbuckle Turmoil We've got almost a million listens now, and you you can check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple, Podcast Addict, or Google, or other platforms. Absolutely. They probably are hearing this right now and are verifying it. Sweet. And we're starting to get some people for June, too. But, of course, one thing at a time, we'll announce May once you get that booked. Absolutely. We are very, very close to having it all completely booked. But, um, Coach, as we wrap up today, we have some unfortunate news again that we need to report very sadly. Um, Earlier this week, the wife of one of, my mentor, superstar T.J. Powers, Destiny Powers, passed away. Uh, she was T.J.'s wife, and she valeted for him for the last several years. Whenever T.J. would appear at a wrestling show, she was a great valet. Uh, she and T.J. very, very happy over the last few years together. Uh, she was sick for the last few months, and we want to wish T.J., our very best and our condolences on the loss of his wife. And also, a couple of days ago, speaking of Rocky Mountain Pro, we lost one of their top referees. He referees all over the western part of the country, Jeremy Wimmer. Uh, He was also one of the referees for Glamour here in Washington State. He did some for Northwest Pro as well. He was always a pleasure to work with in the locker room and out in the ring. He will be very deeply missed by everyone that worked with him. So we send our condolences to 
his family and all the people there in Rocky Mountain Pro that got to know him very well. So as we say goodbye today, prepare for Shorty P on Sunday, we'll toll the bell ten times for them. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.